accepted. All right. Hola, beaches. Oh, I like it. What? Oh, <laughs> hello. How are we? I don't know. <laughs> I'm not awake yet. As you get, my coffee's only a quarter way gone. It's only Sunday, and I work fifty hours this week. Fuck. Also, at the end of this week, I would have leveled up a year. Would you have? Yes. I'll be 30. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I'll be 33. Is this is this your birthday episode? Well, I mean, my birthday's on Friday. I know. So I guess, yeah. Happy birthday, Joma. She's 33. Well, we didn't give you your shout out last week. I know. It's okay. I'm 30 now. <laughs> yes. Did yeah. you like your post? I loved my post. Good. I try to make it creepy and cool at the same time. It was thing. wonderful. And uh, I'm excited to give you your gift. Your birthday gift? Because that's what people do. But I, I didn't do that for you. Oh, I don't I care. Didn't. It's, it's, it's um professional. It's not like... It's a professional gift? I mean, like, you can use it for your pre- professional endeavors. So, it's not... It's a gift for... Ev- for work? Yes. Okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll leave it at that, okay? Okay, if you say um, so. Yeah. <laughs> so, we're... Uh, dirty- I need to get you, like, a mug or something. Shut it. I don't need any more mugs. <laughs> that's you know i oh, i always like when it comes like christmas time i'm like okay what can i get manda not books she has every book on the planet i can't get her the space to put her books in because i don't know how much space she even has Which can i get her a nice creepy shirt nope she's got them all <laughs> mugs not how about a brand new pack of pens that might work yo i don't know what it is about new pens i Love those Bics. I know. Like, I like these ones, too. Those, that's a Bic, isn't it? No. What is it? A Papermate? Pilot? Ooh, those are good, too. Those are my top three. Not to be confused with the Honda Pilot. Pilot, Papermate, and Bic. Bic. My favorite. Yep. These these cheapo... Oh, I don't even have one. But the cheap, just plastic. Yep. Oh, my God. I'm, uh, I'm down for those. I'm okay, we need to, to stop talking about pens, because that's not... Well, you know, Fascinating I was listening to the last couple episodes of ours and we just like dive right in. And I understand because y'all probably like get to the fucking point. But like, do you remember when we used to play games? Yeah. Or tell other people's embarrassing sexy stories? We need to get back to that. Yo, reminiscent hardcore. I was like, we don't ever talk about anything. I know. I mean, that's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Because you guys want to hear about the, the, the pop culture stuff. I would assume so, but I just... I We do have lives. It <laughs> dawned on me, like, with the last episode, like, we just dove right in. So, anyways, just an update on my end. My brother and his wife had their baby. He's Yay! The cutest little peanut ever. What's his name? Elijah. He's Is his middle name Wood? <laughs> no, it's Daniel, actually. <laughs> You fucking asshole. Elijah Daniel? And Elijah, yeah, Elijah Daniel. Like, Elijah Wood and Daniel Radcliffe. Stop it! <laughs> Sorry. I'm pretty sure that was not what they were thinking about. you turning off the mouse. I don't, I don't know why I did that. Hmm. That's interesting. <laughs> I'm trying to think what else is new on my end besides turning 30. How is work going? Work's going swell. Yeah? Yeah, new job, new team. They're good. How's um? How's the scribe? Scribe is fantastic. He always is. He's in his last semester, and he's doing an internship for the Bedford Historical Society. What does that entail? 
Uh, just posting on social. But he's, like, researching houses and its history. And it, It's just, it's funny to me that his job is social media and he has none. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but he's what? so good at it. <laughs> well, maybe he can one day manage our social media. Huh? It'll have to be for free scribe because, you know, we two broke bitches. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. It's all right. I'll pay him in other ways. So, oh, <laughs> sorry. I appreciate TMI. you for that. Thanks. Oh, my God. She go grab her ankles. <laughs> I do that every week. Oh, my. <laughs> Maybe we should just stick to our list of things that we need to talk about. <laughs> this is why we stopped talking about our personal lives. Oh. I do have a story from our number one fan. If oh. you want, if you want to learn some uh, sexy stories. Oh, I'm sure that if you person were here, that they would share it. So, how do you feel about tasting your own period blood? <laughs> I'm on my period right now. Because so. that me too. <laughs> we need to stop sinking. Yeah. Uh, apparently, she was on top, right and away, uh-huh. and she was on her period. But Which, w- if you're a guy and you and that bothers you, like, get over yourself. Exactly. But then she s- got off and started giving him a blowjob. Fallatio. And he, which is fine. She's a bloody vampire, <laughs> that one. But she- I, I guess they made a big mess because her blood got everywhere. Oh, she was, like, in her heavy flow. So afterwards, they were cleaning up. And he goes, you need to wipe your face. <laughs> she goes, why would I need to you wipe my punch face? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then I told him, remember um, in the boys graphic novel? Yeah. When Huey was eating yeah, out yeah, Starlight. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but you know, I, I did, I forget what I was looking at on social media, but it was like a post about that people needed to normalize that. And it was like, it was so funny because it was like couples. And yep. clearly you can see that they were going down on their women, whether they were male or female, yeah. because their mouths would be covered in blood. And I'm just like, well, I mean, gross. But yeah. all for, if you are comfortable with that, then kudos to fucking you. Yeah. C- probably not her first time. Yeah. I, don't, I was just like, how does that... It must taste very metallic. <laughs> I, I don't... Ugh. Yeah, I don't know. And see, like, period sex... I, I wouldn't do it during my heavy flow. No, me. Towards the end, maybe. Yeah, same. Like, I wouldn't... Because it is a mess. It is a mess. It's a bloody mess. I think it's it's either been, like, the first day or so, or the, again, like, the closer last to the last. Days, yeah. Because if you... Oh, In it's the no middle. Bueno. They were like, oh, sex gets rid of cramps. No, it makes me hurt more. See, I don't... Well, because I'm on birth control, so I don't get the cramps. Well, Apologies. I got off birth control. I know you So did. now I get a full-blown period. Ooh. And that's that on periods. Yeah. So, let's get Enough into... <laughs> I'm so sorry. I was just trying to think of a sexy story to tell. Oh. I mean, that is... Good for him. Uh, did he kiss her after? I doubt it. Oh, but he did. <laughs> he just didn't want to tell. <laughs> you naughty, disgusting boy. <laughs> All right. He needs to be paddled or something. That is just so... No, because he'll get off on that. Yeah, I know. But I think he deserves it. Oh, God. He's got a lot of stories to tell. <laughs> All right. So, we watched a couple of things. I hit up Netflix and I hit up Hulu. And then you also hit up... Uh, Shutter. Yes. 
Finally. Yes. God, it's been so long since I found something. I'm gonna so I'm gonna tell you that my mental state these last two weeks have been distracted. Yeah. It's been very distracted. Yes. I have more been like submerging myself in music. Mm-hmm. More than anything, and absolutely 100% fantasizing about my next tattoo. That's where I'm at. <laughs> That's a great place to be. So, so I've not been able, like, I, I don't know how many things I started and I stopped watching because mm-hmm. I couldn't focus. Yeah. Um, But one thing that just randomly came up, it was on Hulu, and I'm not really sure what attracted me to it, but it was 911 Lone Star which is just a spinoff to 911 the show and that's on Hulu. I think what drew me to it was the fact that the creators of American Horror Story which were um Brad and Ryan, which is so surprising to me. I was like, "The fuck? This is it. This is like Grey's Anatomy but firefighters. Like what yeah. the fuck is this shit?" And yeah. it's recent. Mm-hmm. Like they did 911 in 2018 and now in 2020, 2021, they did 911 Lone Star. So, anyways, Rob Lowe. Yeah, I see him in the commercials all the time. What commercials? The, for Lone for, Star? Yeah, for Okay, because I've never seen him in anything. Mm. I don't think. He also does Atkins commercials, but that's a different <gasps> story. That's where I know him from. <laughs> there we go. Handsome motherfucker. He is handsome. All right. So, it's him and his son. Um, he His name is Owen Strand, and his son's name is TK Strand. Nickname, obviously. And he is a New York, New York firefighter who was there when the towers went down. Of course. Okay. Wait, Lone Star? I'm, I'm oh, getting okay. to it. Okay, okay. I'm sorry. Hold on, girl. All right. So, we open up, and he's a firefighter there, and his son works with him. Mm-hmm. Right? So... They gave him a job offer to run. That's not where it opens up. No. (laughs) That's not where it opens up. It opens up in Texas. I was going to say. It opens up in Texas with the crew from Ladder 126 fighting a fire. And one of the guys, like, they were running out of water in their truck. So he runs away to, like, get a fire. uh, Hydrant. Yeah, thank you. And started. And while he was doing that. He got information that there was a buttload of methane gas wherever <gasps> they were putting out the fire. So that whole shebang thing exploded and killed the whole crew. Holy except fuck. for this one dude. Yeah. So now this goes over to it like fast forward six months later and we're in New York with um, Strand and his son and they are they work together as firefighters and Strand is offered to be captain of ladder 126 in texas and basically they're giving him like you can do it's like a brand new crew you can hire whoever you want we're going to give you a stack of resumes blah 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 couple things happen he gets diagnosed with lung cancer which apparently happened to a lot of firefighters who survived Mm 9-11 and um his son ods on pills after he proposed to his boyfriend and boyfriend ended up being like baby i cheated on you (gasps) With the instructor from the gym. How cliche. Uh, yeah, seriously. So, in the beginning, like, <clears throat> at first, Strand was like, no, like, I don't want the job. But then that thing happened to his son, and it was his crew, like, his fire department crew that found him. Jesus. So, he was like, okay, you know what? We're just going to leave. Like, he was so adamant about, like, I'm from New York. Yeah. This is my home. And he's like, you know what? We got to go. Yep. So, they go. They go. This crew 
So the whole thing about this crew is that they, the guy that came to offer him the job, he's like, we need a diverse crew. Like, there's too many white crews yeah. in Texas. We need a diverse crew. So it's him and his gay son, right? They hire a Muslim woman, mm-hmm. a black transgendered man. Damn. And then there was also, wait, I'm missing somebody. That cannot be the whole crew. It's not. <laughs> so there's Mateo Chavez is just Hispanic. And then there's like the cops are involved, obviously. And then the 911 dispatcher is a big part of it because yeah. she's married to the one survivor from the Texas crew. They bring that guy in. But they try to have this diverse crew. I'm not going to go into a whole shitload of detail about this because... It's like, watch it if you want. Like, if it's not your thing, it's not your thing. It's like each episode is a new story. It's a new story as far as their jobs. Yeah. And it could be multiple jobs. What I love about this show is that every episode is, it revolves around one emotion. So there was like an episode where everybody was having like pride issues. Another okay. episode where they were all having intimacy issues in one way, shape, or form. Okay. Um, another one was about religion. So it's I I I got choked up once. So they were because it's Texas, they were in one of those silos yeah. that are like full of corn and a guy fell in. So oh, they were shit. the crew was in there trying to get him out, right? And Captain Strand put um oh my god, what was his name? His name is Judd Ryder. He was like the lone survivor. So he put Judd in charge because they were like, we. I'm from New York. And everybody else on the crew came from somewhere else. Like the Muslim girl came from Florida. Mm. The trans man came from Chicago. So they don't know. They don't know. So he's like, I've never dealt with fucking silos before. So you take lead on this. So they all go in there and he's having PTSD. Oh, no. He's having PTSD throughout this whole thing. He's yeah. trying to deal with it. Oh, and he is in the, he's married to the 911 dispatcher who's a black woman. Yeah. I love the diversity of this. Oh. <laughs> I love the diversity of this whole thing. It takes place in Austin, by the way. Ooh. So, yeah. Um, so, they're in the silo, and um, TK, who is Strand's son, and um, Marjan, who is the Muslim woman, go in to save this guy. She's really ballsy. Yeah. So, in trying to save him, the both of them sink into the corn. So the only way to get them out at this point is to cut a hole in the silo and let all the corn out. God damn. And when they fell out, this brought me to tears. Her hijab fell off and she was freaking out. Oh, no. Right? And I, I don't know much. I'm very, I'm very ignorant when it comes to that. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Right? I don't know the meaning of it. I, I know that it's, all I know about it is that it's, it's a thing that you choose to live with. Yes. It's never forced on you, right? So she's freaking out, and she's the only woman in this crew of all men. Oh, yeah. And Strand grabbed a coat and covered her, and the rest of the crew surrounded her, trying to cover her, while she put her hijab back on. And I don't know why, but it literally brought me to tears. Damn respect. It brought me to tears. He is the most woke person. Because he, like, Strand is, like, no judgment. Yeah. He encourages, he backs you, whatever it is that you want to do. Like, dude, it's, it. I think it's, like, their unity that, like, really, like, drew me in. Because other than that, it's, like, really nothing. Yeah. Um, 
That sounds good. Yeah. That sounds really good. It was. Uh, who was in it? Um. Oh, my God. What's his name? I don't know what his I name is. I was going to say, are there any other familiar faces? No, there are. Um. So, the fam- so Judd is, um. do you remember Hoyt? Yes. From, yes. That's him. It's Hoyt. I love him. And then his wife is Sierra Eileen McLean. If you see her, you'll know her. Now, TK Strand, I don't, I've never seen him in anything. Handsome boy, though. Can I see his face? Yes. Right here, this guy. Oh, shit. He is handsome. He's very handsome. And if he does play for the other team, you boys are lucky. Because. <laughs> oh, Liv Tyler was in season one. Oh, that's what you said. I was going to say, I thought you said it was Robo and somebody else. Yeah, and then Gina Torres is in season two, which I just started. Oh. And season one is only 10 episodes. And it's ongoing right now. So season two picks up with the pandemic. Oh. And every episode so far that I've seen, and it, it starts off with like a family that's struggling for whatever reason because of COVID. Yeah. And you see them like wearing their masks everywhere. Like it's so strange to see it because it's like, I think it's the first thing that I've seen. Where it puts it into play. Yeah, I know Grey's was doing that. I know Grey's is doing it, right? Grey's Wait, Anatomy, I, I think, is doing it. You you assume I watch Grey's. I, I only th- watch it when I go over Danielle's Oh, house. is that when you watch? Okay. Lisa Edelstein is in season <laughs> oh, two. Okay. She's Strand's ex-wife. Derek Webster's in it. No, but who am I thinking? Oh, Billy Burke was in season one. I don't know. Yes, you do know who Billy Burke is. I do? Yes. You've got a face? Ready? Bella's dad in Twilight. Oh yeah, I like him. In he's he was funny, right? He, in Twilight, yes, he totally yeah. like reminded me of my dad, mostly because yeah. of the mustache. But he was also in yeah, I know who you're talking about. The Riding Hood. There was like a show that he did. I think it was like on ABC or something. Don't know. It didn't last. Oh, was it the no? I don't know. But anyway, sounds good. I liked it. I like it so far. If you guys are interested in something, um, and also like. Shout out, thoughts and prayers to everybody in Texas right now. <laughs> Bro, I cannot even believe... I feel so... Even um, Jen Padalecki, their house got broken pipe, flooded. So, Jensen's not over there. They moved. No, they moved. <sighs> I think they moved closer to Canada. I think so, too, because it's already winter where he's at. Yeah. Like, it's snowing. Yeah, he was shoveling, like, two months ago. Yeah, but... um. But, yeah, it's it bad sucks. over there. I know people always make fun of, like, oh, my God, an inch of snow and Texas shut down. Like, do y'all understand that plows and salt trucks don't exist in Texas? Nor do, like... Simpler things, like snow brushes. And, but even, like, their power lines couldn't yeah. even handle it. No. Or their pipes froze. No, there's none of that. There was a lady on TikTok. She's like, I don't have a snow brush, so I'm using my spatula. Yeah, I saw that. I, was I like, saw that. You could have just used your broom, but yeah. if your spatula works, that's fine. And that, it just blew, because nothing, they never, well, they never built anything down there to, like, they didn't withstand need to. the cold. They didn't need to. That's They're, why everything's tornadoes. fucked up. That's what they're ready for. God and it's damn. like, I. it's okay. Global warming's not real. Yeah. God damn. Anywho. So people. before we get into the movie we both watched together, I actually found something new on Shudder. That was good? That was good. Oh my. And it wasn't like B-movie crapola. Um, I mean, it wasn't like, you know, 10 stars, but it was like eight stars. Nice. Eight wickets. It's called The Queen of Black Magic. Okay. And when I first saw that, I was like, Marie Laveau? Like... New Orleans. Oh. But no, this takes place in Indonesia. Oh, that's... Yeah, it's totally different. But of course it is like a similar voodoo-ish, black magic-ish type deal. Okay. 
Um, in it's, Indonesia? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, I don't, I don't know what the history is, but it was just a, a singular story. So. Okay. Uh, 2019's when it came out, actually. And the premise was not unfamiliar, but they did it very well. Okay. So it's three families, three brothers, named Hanif, Anton, and Jeffrey. And they take their wives, and one of them has two kids. Three kids, excuse me. And they bring everybody to the orphanage where they found each other. They're not blood-related, but they're brothers because they were all at this orphanage together. Gotcha, yeah. Um, so I guess the caretaker, the, the dude, the head of the orphanage was sick. He's old. So they're going there to, like, say goodbye. Mm-hmm. And they go to the... It's, like, in the middle of nowhere, this fucking orphanage. And another brother they grew up with at the orphanage stays there and helps run it because it is still an orphanage. Okay. So they all meet up and then, like, hugs, hugs all around, reunions. And as there's also a lot of kids that are supposed to be there, but you don't see them because they're on a field trip somewhere else. Only two kids stayed behind to oh. help with, like, food prep and whatever. A.K.A. they couldn't cast it. Go ahead. <laughs> Just <laughs> no, kidding. no, no. It comes into play. It comes into play. Um, and so we learned through the kids taking a tour of the place that there's one room that's been locked for 20 years. Because there's a myth that there was Ms. Murrah, is what they called her. She was a woman, but she practiced black magic. And the whole myth was she had stolen one of the kids named Mernie. They went out of town, and she claimed that a demon took her. So she came back to the orphanage without the girl. And so they locked her in the room, and she was going so crazy that she was bashing her head against the door, and she cracked it open and died, and they buried her in the room. And you choose to live there. I guess they don't have any... Well, they don't have any other choice. It was just the head of the orphanage that did it, but nobody knows that. So it's just like we hear footsteps, you know, creaking. Just in that room? Yeah. Oh, okay, gotcha. So it hasn't been over for 20 years, and that's, like, the whole mystery here, okay? Okay, like, what's in the room? Yeah, exactly. What's really in there? And, of course, the kids are, like, you know... Bones. Yeah, they're, like, thinking, you know... Dusty spiders. Gotcha. Gotcha. Like, one-eyed willy. So... (laughs) (laughs) Um... So, of course, it's, like, normal. It starts off, like, as, like, a normal whatever. They're, like, getting... Settling into their stay there. But when they were first driving, the, the three brothers are very rich now because they're driving a Mercedes, a Benz. Oh, they came up, huh? They came up. Okay. So th- it definitely shows the difference of the classes but when they get there and, like, the caretakers of the orphanage, they're just like, yeah, okay, you're used to... You can see the privilege yeah. of money. God, okay. But when they were first getting there, Hanif, uh, something hits his car. It's just, like, one row. Why does it always start that way? I know. It's, like, one dirt road. And I, I'm going to say it's, like, you know, tall cornfields. But it's not a corn plant. I don't know what type of plant it was, but it's those tall plants. So it's just that it like a, for miles. I got you. Yeah. And he hits something. And he finds a dead deer on the side of the road. And he's like, oh, fuck. And he keeps going. Mm. But then when they're about to go, um, what are they supposed to do? They were going to leave to go get something. And he notices that there's blood on the hood of his car, but also hair. Like human hair? Human hair. Not animal hair. So he's like, fuck, I did not hit a deer. So they go back and they end up finding a child on the side of the road. How old? Eight. (gasps) 
It was a girl. And when they see her, they also see a coach bus in the middle of the tall plants. The bus that all the orphan kids were supposed to be on. So he boards the bus and all the- What? Whoa! You approach the bus? Yep. Oh, no. Yeah, I see. (sighs) He gets on the bus. I'm just going to rip this. All- Sorry. I had to. (laughs) Are you seriously right now? Yeah, go ahead. Continue. He boards the bus. He boards the bus and all the orphans are on the bus. Dead. All of them. In what manner? I need I need details. Um, some have their eyes gouged Wait, out. Some all have slit. different. Yeah, all different. Oh my god. Some have their throat slit. He's like, he's fucked up, and it's only Hanif and his brother Anton are together, and they're freaking out. And obviously, they go back to the orphanage, and they tell their other brother Jeffrey about what's going on. They don't tell the wives or the kids, or um, they're like, we need to forget us out did it look like it was just done or had it been there no just done oh my god yeah i can't so i don't don't want to like say too much but basically shit starts happening like uh centipede and i don't say centipede centipedes or millipedes what are those things called the barely big ones with the yeah those are centipedes with like a thousand legs yeah so a hundred because cent they send their brother Jeffrey back to the bus. I'm sorry. Did nobody call the authorities? No service, and oh the phone God. line was dead at the orphanage. Man, we're never going. They, I'm saying, and centipedes start. Why did they send him back to the bus for? Oh, he didn't believe them. Oh, so he's like, you know, I'm what? gonna go look for myself. I'm gonna go look for myself. So he finds the bus, but all the kids are standing. No! Facing the back of the bus. No! And uh, he's like, what the hell? What the hell? And, and then they're I, facing the back? Yeah. That's just creepier. I know. And uh, so basically, all the little centipedes uh, like come from the kids almost and like into his mouth. And no, stop it's, talking. It's like crawling nope. in his, and all these little oh bugs God. kill him basically. I know, I know, I know. Ugh. I know. Okay, we're all back. Sorry. So he's gone. They don't know he's gone. And one of the rich wives was on her laptop in bed, and then you just see three centipedes crawl into her shirt. Fuck off. And she's like, oh, Fuck what's off. that? I'm... I'm gonna so, basically, this is where, like, the shit starts happening. My favorite, because those are just usual horror tropes, bugs, right? Right. But Jeffrey's wife, Lena, is very thin. And early on, you could tell that she had some body image issues. So she's skinny and she doesn't eat a lot. Mm-hmm. And so she was looking herself in the mirror. And this is where, like, obviously the title is Queen of Black Magic. So this is where Black Magic is coming in. Mm-hmm. And she, like, sees herself in the mirror when she was eating an apple with a knife because you were cutting off pieces of the apple. Okay. And she's looking at herself in the mirror. And you can see in the mirror she looks bigger than she really is. So, like, you, it's not... Like, it's probably how body dysmorphia works. Exactly. So it doesn't look, it's not like, whoa, bigger. But it's, there's a difference. It's like a teeny, teeny bit hanging over her jeans or like a little bit of a double chin. Like it was just very subtle. And so she would take the knife and she would literally like po- pull her fat out. No. And she used the knife to cut it off. But in the mirror, there's nothing. 
there's no blood, there's no, like, it just is automatically smaller. And then she goes to do her chin, she's holding her chin in her hands, or the fat under her chin, Yeah. and she cuts it off with a knife, and all she sees is a slimmer neck. There's no, like, open I wish wound. it was that fucking easy. So, her, I know, right? <laughs> and then her husband comes out of the room and she turns and obviously she's got the skin dangling and bleeding everywhere because it's just like oh my god she's just having this like vision or whatever i'm like this is fine yeah. everything's okay but i was like that's so accurate to think I-, I mean i don't know about you but there have been times where i've thought i wish i could just like cut this off oh are you kidding me? yeah or when i grab my belly and be yeah. like i wish this was up here in my boobs yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or if i could just Turn this to my back and dump it in my butt cheeks. <laughs> like, that would be great. I, I, or just take it and be like, I, w- I just wish it was gone. Scoop it out. <laughs> exactly. Just, so I, that oh. was, like, kind but of that's, realistic. That's probably exactly how body dysmorphia works. You mm-hmm. look in the mirror and you see something that's just not there. Yeah. Or it is. So, I'm not going to say much more. All I want to know, all I want to say is, Miss Mura, the one who supposedly died, does make a reappearance. Oh, my. Um... And I think the creepiest thing about her, though, is when they, when, like, the kids see her and everything, I guess when she was a kid, her father was, like, abusive and broke her leg and it never healed right, so she does this, like, weird shuffling footstep that sounds so fucking creepy. I work with a lady who walks like that. Yeah. It's like she walks on her ankle bone. Yes! That's exactly (laughs) what it looks like. Oh, my God. So, there's that creepy part of it, but I... step and a shuffle. I want to say, you probably think... What's going to happen here? Like, everything, everybody, duh. Like, black magic. She's just, like, haunting everybody. Let's just say the orphan owner has a lot more to do with the story. I was just going to say, if he was there when it happened, he's probably at... It was at his hands. Yeah. And, uh... Well... Don't give it away. I'm not going to give it away, but there's more to it. And I will say that the one doing the black magic is not who you think it is. Oh, brother. You know, it's not a haunting by any means but it makes it seem that way so it's um, interesting it's a mind it, it definitely kept me because you know you and i watch so many horror movies yeah it's, we know the tropes we're not surprised but this one kept me captivated throughout the whole time so hmm. definitely give it eight wickeds isn't it sad though that like because we love the genre so much the more we watch it's like the more we pick up on it yeah like oh i've seen it. i learned a really interesting fact from tiktok by the way so it was one of those like what what is it something that you learned that feels like it should be illegal yep so apparently do you know when you're watching tv and obviously like cast members have phones yeah i'm about to ruin your life if someone in a show or movie have an apple phone they're good guys only good guys are allowed to sport apple phones on TV shows and movies. Oh, oh, that's probably their, like... So, and I, because I just got off of watching The Vampire Diaries again, I was like, oh my god, Damon had that stupid shitty droid the whole fucking time, but Stefan and Elena had iPhones. Oh, it was like... Uh, th- so, Apple must have made that decision. They did. Where they're like, you know, we don't want to was- be associated with bad people yeah that was totally a contract that they said if you want to use our products it has to be in the hands of a good guy not the villain ever so i guess that's one way (laughs) shit unless they have flip phones for whatever reason which why do movies use that 
in the movie we were just about to talk about. I know. She had a flip why phone. I bring it up. And I was like, I thought what? it was like the new Razor, but it had buttons on it. I, know, so I was like, I... wait, not even true. Okay. Anyway. So we're going to get into this because this was another one like um, Malcolm and Marie that it was like totally spontaneous that I watched Me it. Me too. And I only put it on because of Rosamond Pike, who I know from um, 2005's Pride and Prejudice with Kira Knightley. I've never seen her in anything else, I don't think. <clears throat> I, I think she was in something else, but I can't honestly remember. But it's new to Netflix. I, I, yeah, it's called I Care A Lot. And I watched the trailer, and I was like, ooh. Ooh! So, <laughs> I was interested because of her. What sold me was, was Peter, Peter Dinklage. Dinklage. I was <laughs> like, too. wait. <laughs> me too. Hold the fucking yep. phone. Yep. Play. Play. Yeah, we Play, bitch. All right. Couple things before we get started. She is fucking phenomenal. Yes. The haircut, the style, the makeup, poise. She was a full character. Yo, killing it. Right. The girlfriend. Is she, true or false, not what, like if Angelina Jolie and Michelle Rodriguez had a baby. Yes. I was thinking that she looks just like Michelle Rodriguez. But the lips and the pointy yep. nose, it's all yep. Angie Jolie. Yep. Her name is, oh my God, Aisa Gonzalez. Oh she my. was beautiful. I was crushing on that bitch the yeah. whole time. I was like, time. I love her hair. I love her She's style. A <laughs> I know. I know. Oh all right. Well, so, we need to pull this back. <laughs> Diane Weist. Diane Weist. Weist? Weist. Sure. Chris Messina was the other one that pulled me in because I met him when I watched Sharp Objects. You met him. I did. I met him. <laughs> yeah. And he was in, oh God, that show The Sinner that I started, but oh, I did not yeah, even yeah. get that far into it with, yeah. um, what's his name from White Collar? Matt Bomer. Bomer. Bo- whatever, Amanda. <laughs> he reminds me of... um. John Bernthal. You huh? Know, you know who John Bernthal is. Oh, I thought you were about Matt Bomber. I was like, no, wait, what? No, 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 That uh, Chris Messina guy. Yeah. He reminds me of like a wish. Yeah. Yeah. Matt, uh, not Matt. See, now you said bad. I'm sorry. Bad Bomber is what I'm, <laughs> I'm going to stop talking. We need to be done right now. Okay. <laughs> so I Care A Lot is a really great movie. It is. <laughs> <laughs> the cast is phenomenal. All right, set us up with the with the plot. All right, gotcha. And this, let me tell you, it hit me because I used to work in nursing homes and it pissed me off yeah, at first. Yeah. So this bitch has this shit down to a science. Her name's Marley. Marley. Marla. Oh, Marla Grayson. Who knows? Shut the <laughs> Marla right. Grayson. So Marla basically works the scam. I can't even imagine how long it took her to perfect this, right? Because it's a, it's a whole company. Well, I think she works, obviously, for a company, right? So what happens is um, she has a doctor, and I can't imagine that it's just this nursing home. I'm assuming it's multiple nursing oh, yeah. homes. But in this particular movie, it's it's the one nursing home manager and this doctor that she's working with so this doctor comes at her and she's like oh i have what's called a cherry meaning a person of older age who um is basically like a big win in the sense that so what marla does is she's a caretaker right is that what it was no 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 she's a court appointed a guardian guardian that's what it was so 
they basically set it up so that certain old people, if they can't take care of themselves, she is appointed by the court to be their legal guardian. This bitch has a judge wrapped around her finger. She has a very prominent doctor working for her and many people from nursing homes that also work for her. She has full control over what these patients get throughout the day. How much sunlight they see, how much activities they do, the meals that they eat, the medications that are given to them. Everything is controlled by her. Yeah, but the point is to get at their money. <clears throat> yes. Sell their house so, and all their assets. The moment that she takes over for guardianship, she admits them into a home. Mm-hmm. Sells everything that they own from their fucking cat to their stocks and bonds. Yeah. Pays whatever fees she needs to pay and then pockets the rest. Mm-hmm. It is unbelievable. How she has this down to like a T. It's like reading to her. Yeah. It just, it's, and she's so convincing. I was just going to say that. It opens up with that very disgruntled son that belongs to one of her patients and she's over here being super sentimental she's like this is my job like you know you weren't there for your mother so now i am and like you got violent the last time so everything legally is done like it happens in her favor and she's very extremely well spoken oh my god until she basically i would call it what it is it's kidnapping Mm -hmm. she kidnaps the wrong fucking grandma yeah Oh, my God. Played by Diane Weist. Oh, my God. And she was so good. But you know what? That bitch was good in Requiem for a Dream. She was good in everything. Exactly. What else would you... Oh, Edward Scissorhands. Yeah. Um, she was also Girl, in Parenthood. Yes. Which was an old movie with Steve Martin. Um, yes. But, um, <clears throat> but the whole point is, is that... Um, so that doctor comes and she's like, I have a cherry, you know. The Lost Boys. I forgot about that movie. Oh, my God. Yes, she was. Yeah. Yes, she was. Sorry. You're correct. Yep. I know. I was trying to, like, tally it up, too. I'm like, wait, there's something else. I yeah, can't remember. Yeah, Lost Boys. But, um, so basically, this doctor comes to her, and she's like, I have a cherry for you. And she gets really excited. So we all learn together what a cherry is. Basically, the bitch is loaded to and some degree. Doesn't have any family. On record, no family, no living siblings, no nieces, nephews, grandkids, no kids of her own, nothing. Perfect specimen to steal from. Yep. So... She goes to court, uh, and it's a there's a letter that's forged by the doctor saying that... Because the doctor said she's, like, starting to slightly have memory issues. But she's like, but I can exaggerate that. Yeah. So they do. She goes to her house. She's like, it's no longer safe for you to um, be here alone, which is total bullshit because we walk in on this lady having coffee and reading the paper. Yeah. And she's totally dressed for her day. So they take her to the nursing home um, immediately. They it, empty out her house. And it was quick as hell. Oh, like, it was such a quick thing. Wasted no time. Mm-hmm. And she was just so friendly. Like, no, honey, it's okay. Like, you're going to come with me. Just come for today. We're g- we can figure out this all out in court tomorrow. We'll set up a day and get you back home. She's a great manipulator. Oh, with, like, her her words and her body language. Yeah. The tone of voice. Yep. Her eye contact. Her hand maneuvers. And she's way- dressed very smartly. Down to how she flips her hair. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, what the fuck? Yeah. I would buy whatever she's selling. Exactly. I would. So, hesitantly, she goes. Yep. Do you want to tell them what happens? <laughs> I mean, where do you even begin? Oh, my God. Basically, she... I mean, and she even, like, gives away her cell phone. She'll take away her cell phone so she yeah. can't call nobody. And <laughs> it all starts when the house is done. It is cleaned out. They're painting it. Um, Fran? 
is like has yes. swatches. This taxi pulls up to the house. They even show like them at an auction. Yeah. She gets into the safety Selling. deposit box. Yep. It's insane. Oh. Yeah, that's that's a whole other part of the story. Yeah. But I want to say before we get into anything else, this actually takes place in Massachusetts. It did, right? It I it knew did it. because her car had uh like the license plates. Well, I mass. also saw the, the yes. bridge. Yeah. Um. But what I liked about it was that they didn't make anybody have phony ass accents. Yeah, I, I like that too. Because not everybody that. who lives in Massachusetts was born in Massachusetts, so they don't need the yeah, accents. Exactly. Anyway, I liked that. Um. So basically, we see this taxi pull up, and this dude gets out, and he's like, why is there a for sale sign? He's already shitting himself. Yeah. And you're like, well, obviously, he's supposed to be here for Jennifer, the old lady. Yeah. And uh, his name's Alexi. And Fran's like, she doesn't live here anymore. And he leaves, and he's scared as shit. He goes to his boss in a parking garage. The big old, like, GMC Yukon, like, the big black SUV. Blacked out, black on black on yeah. black. And we see... Peter Dinklage. With macaroons. <laughs> the macaroons killed me. <laughs> he has the most, he's got a humongous goatee. And it looked so good he on him. He looked so fucking dope. He did. He had like the really nice tailored suits. I hate to say this. What? I would have sat on his face. <laughs> I'm not even fucking around with you. I, I totally would He was very handsome. That The hair looked good on him. It, I loved all of Even it. Even though it was very emo-ish. Which, I'm going to let you finish, but I have to say this. This shit woke me up to how far we've come. Because 10 years ago, he would have been in a movie to be made fun of. Oh, yeah. And in this movie, anybody was a- that was in his present damn near pissed themselves. Exactly. And I felt that shit. <sighs> always so the macaroons mac (laughs) he buys these sweets Mm. and he's like he meets with alexi the taxi driver he's like where is she she wasn't there there was a for sale sign there was people and come to find out we're not gonna say that oh we're not gonna say that we're not gonna say that no okay they had had dealings going on yeah basically she has very powerful friends yes and she said that to marla she's like what oh. day is it? Yeah. Yeah. And then, but no, what did she say to her that was really creepy when she was like out of it? She's like, he's coming for you. Yeah. He's yeah. coming for you. Um, you're in trouble. She pretty much said all of yeah. those things. Basically like you're going to die. But she don't get me drug- out of That's when Marla went to her and she's like, who are you? Because Marla had a visit from, what was his name in this? Dean Erickson, who is um, Chris like a Messina, lawyer. Yeah, he was like a really fancy lawyer in his silks and his fancy. Like he looked expensive, his is what suits. Jennifer had yeah. said. Um, and basically said, you know, we know that you have her in your custody, and you need to relinquish her over. Or my people, the people who I work for, basically, you're going to be in a lot of trouble. He pretty much said that she was going to be dead. Then he went off and offered her one hundred and fifty thousand dollars, which. She very quickly said no to because clearly she made more money off of Jennifer than yep. this hundred and fifty grand or whatever. This intrigued her even more. So after that, shit ensues. So here's my thing. I legitimately thought that she had a shady background the way that Mama? Jennifer. Yes. Because she was t- way too good. Yeah. She was way too fucking good. She had... I've never seen a more determined pe- person ever. Oh, my God. And she vapes. 
Like this. Oh, I know this. This was so weird. This is a person who you're supposed to hate, but she was such a strong bitch. You couldn't help but love her. Literally, like if you could think of the epitome of what a fierce woman is. That's her. Not afraid of anything. Yeah. Gets her way every time. <gasps> she does not fucking lose. Remember in the very beginning, I was like, oh, I want to say this quote. Because this shows you who she is when she was faced with the the son in the very beginning, the disgruntled son. Yeah. And he was like telling her what to do. And then she got right up in his face, didn't touch him. She's like, you do not touch me. Oh! You, you, she's like... Just because you have a dick doesn't mean that I'm going to bend to your ways. Or, like, she's like, if you touch me or talk to her, like, yell at me ever again, I will, like, cut off your testicles. She literally says she will grab his dick and balls and rip them clean off his yeah. body. But she was so scary. And he's like, okay, all right. Because she's 100% correct. Yeah. Men really think that because they sport a dick and balls. Yeah. That they are better than women yeah. in every way, shape, form that and there is. She showed him up with her tenacity. Bro, I'm gonna put it. I'm gonna give you this little tidbit. They tried to kill her. They tried to kill her a lot, and she's like a fucking roach. But she, but she does it like hard. Like she's like, I ain't it's, dying it's today. It's crazy because the one when she did get kidnapped, I would have woken up and pissed myself. And she literally was just like, really? you can just buy me off, bro. Like this is like, you're being way dramatic right now. But That was literally her attitude. And her only weakness was Fran. Yes. That's the only time she ever showed any type of like fear. Oh yeah, because he was like, this is your mom. And she's like, I could give two fucks about that sociopath. Yeah, yeah. she's like, I don't fucking like, <laughs> he's like, but oh, But she, okay. I feel like is a sociopath herself. Yeah, but in like a a loving way. The only you just said it. The only yeah. thing she gave a shit about was her money and Fran. Yep, that's it. Or her reputation, I would say. Take away Fran, she's a sociopath. She reminds me of Christian Bale in Ooh. his most like Stoic. arrogant. Yeah, in his most arrogant way. But it's not like an assholey feeling. Like no. you're. She's, to us, she's badass. She's completely empowering. Yes, that's and the word. And I loved every fucking... She Me got too. everything that she wanted, when she wanted it, how she wanted it. My favorite part was when she got up out of the pond or wherever she was, that lake. Oh, like a river. And she yeah. went to the gas station in Medford. <laughs> Midford. Midford. <laughs> and bought the all tooth? the clothes. Yeah. I don't know what. <laughs> the milk, bought all the new clothes, and is like undressing, and the poor attendant's like, Okay. I think the part that got me was the tooth in the milk. Yeah, I know. I didn't get it. I didn't get it either because I was like, what, you're going to put it back in? And she and did. she did. I'm like, how? <laughs> Cement that shit in? They literally tried to kill her. And then the next thing she did was go to the fucking dentist to get her tooth put back in. Yeah. And then just went about her fucking day. So uh, because of her tenacity, this movie did not end the way I thought it would. Yo, and I And that's was... what I loved. Yeah. The very, very end? <sighs> yo, I was like... I will say this. Karma is a bitch. We said that shit last week. I know. But we it is. It is. It's so good, though. That shit was crazy. And Peter ended up winning. Yeah. Which is great. Like, it, it totally it, did not end It was crazy it because would. of his background and how terrifying he was when it was just him. But then you put the both of them together and she almost made him look pathetic. Yep. I was like, oh my God. Yep. This dude is part of that big organization and you literally 
just belittled him. No pun intended here. Yeah. And that was another thing that I loved. What? Is that um, when she came to and she saw him, there was, like, no judgment. Oh, yeah. Because he's a little person. Because you know, like, back in our day, that because of jackass, mostly I want to blame, yeah. little people were used for real stupid shit, like real stupid parts Wrestling, and stuff. Like, you know, yeah. yeah, it was like, they were the pun of the joke. Yeah. So, I hate to, to bring see- up Boardwalk Empire again, but it's like they, for the St. Patty's Day celebration they had, they would hire all these midgets to dress like leprechauns. That is like... And like dance around with gold coins. But and they like, do that for Christmas too. They're always the elves. elves. I know. So, for, for me, it was... I don't know what was more exhilarating for me was to watch Marla in action or see Peter in this part that just did not discriminate whatsoever. It didn't mention, at least in Game of Thrones, they mentioned him being an imp. Because of the era that it took place in. But to see him so powerful and people being so terrified of him and... Him composing and holding himself the way that he did, it just was absolutely mind-blowing to me. Yeah. And I never thought I would like a goatee on him, but goddamn. That shit was so dope. It was nice. It just looks like it was so soft. I know. I wanted to pet it. <laughs> With my vagina. <laughs> You're terrible. I think that any girl who watches this is going to agree. Yeah. His voice is so deep. I love his voice. I could listen to that shit all day. I know. Oh, my God. We need to stop. I think I have another daddy. <laughs> have you ever seen Death at a Funeral with him? No, bro. I've only ever seen him in um, Game of Thrones and this. Watch Death at a Funeral. He's uh, he's good. Yeah? Yep. I might have to. Do have oh, you, no. I can't. It's a British family. Oh, no. That have a, uh, a wake. Yeah. In the house. Like, it's an older dad who dies. Is this recent? Is this newer? No. Peter Dinklage was, they find out that, was his dad's lover. So the dead dude's <laughs> lover. And it's hilarious. you got to watch it. Okay. Um, I'll look into it. Yeah. Good stuff. Oh, but definitely go watch I Care A Lot because... It's it's up on... Ne- Is it on the top ten already or no? Because I think you guys it, are it's on trending, I saw. Not on the top ten, but it was at least in the trending. Conjuring 2 is on Netflix. That's nice. Trending now. And it's a Netflix original, so it's under that list as well. Yeah. Uh, If it's on trending now, it's like way deep in there. Yeah, but it's, um, I'm so glad that I, I watched it because it was Me so... Me too. F- not oh, no, it is. It's number one. Really? Yes. Oh, yeah, it moved guys. up then. Moved up. Because it's awesome. People are finding it out. I'm telling you, it's because of Peter. Yeah. And I, I love it because nobody outshone anybody. I- exactly. Everybody was equally fierce. Yep. Because even the fucking lawyer, to some degree, yep. was pretty badass until, yep. you know, he was made to look like a fool. Yeah. Ugh. I it, it was just it. well done. I loved it so much. Yeah. And I loved how her thing was like, don't fucking do this out in the streets. Come at me legally, bro. Yeah. Come at me. That was yeah. her whole attitude. I fucking Come loved at it. me. Oh, you threatening me with death? Come at me. Yeah. Oh. I loved it. Hot. Hot. All of it. Mm-hmm. Nine. Nine. Niners. Yeah. It's a niner. It's a niner. Go enjoy it. All right. That's all for this week. Damn. Peace out. Thank <laughs> you.